what's going on yeah exactly exactly i'm back in auckland everyone i'm back home um i look i mean you know not to uh, you know you obviously you bit of a week great down there uh yeah pretty <laughs> what we do here is go back 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 Bros and Brews podcast coming to you at least from Wellington on another rainy afternoon. Um, I'm not sure how the weather is in Auckland. I'm guessing not as bad as here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Must be nice. Um, yeah, it's another absolute. I'm just going to say it, an absolute shitter of a day here in Wellington. Uh, and if you're joining us with the hope of hearing the clinking and and slurping of craft beer. Um, I hate to inform you that this week there will be no brulette um, for a couple of reasons. One being that uh, just it's been a bit of an afternoon and I said to Matt, I flicked him a message, I was like, you know, I really just don't feel like having a beer today. And uh, obviously, even though we, we like to enjoy uh, beer together on the show, we're also for responsible drinking and not drinking just for the sake of it. And we mm-hmm. encourage you, the listener, uh, not to feel pressured into uh, consuming alcohol if you don't feel like it. And today I just don't really feel like it. Um, yeah, it's. I'll, I'll get into the full depths of the story, but uh, as Matt well knows, there's been some water issues at my place of residence mm. Uh, mm. over the weekend. And literally as I was sitting down to record with Matt an hour, an hour ago, uh, received a text uh, from Fran saying the water is back. So I actually had to rush back to the flat for an hour to sort some stuff out. Um and yeah, other than that, we have we've spent part of the day out in Johnsonville looking for uh, one of our good friends and loyal listener of the show, Nikki's uh, cat who has gone missing. So public service announcement: if you're in Johnsonville area in Wellington, uh, Nikki's cat Talis um, is 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 missing. Um, yeah, so it's just been a bit of bit of a day. So there's not going to be brulette today. I'm actually enjoying a nice cup of tea, which feels oh, far more appropriate. Nice, nice. Um, but before I get into the the full depths of the story about my weekend, let me ask you, man, how are you? Back in Auckland, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm back in Auckland, everyone. I'm back home. Um, I look, I mean, you know, not to, uh, you know, you're obviously you're a bit feeling of a week great down there. In. Uh, yeah, pretty. <laughs> Pretty much, I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm a bit uh, stuffy and a little bit uh, just still tired and recovering from Wellington because it definitely took took it out of me. I realised being down there for a week and a half, away from home, not at your bed, completely doing a new like different routine. Sleep is just not happening. Consuming a lot of uh, copious amounts of alcohol and hanging out with people, um, yeah, it really took it out of me. So coming back home was just really nice. Being in my own bed was really nice, uh, and yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's been good. I had um, had a rehearsal, had two rehearsals um, for my show coming up. Um, the first one we kind of just did a big talk sesh, um, just to get all on the same path and, you know, two weeks of not being in a room together. What have we thought of, which was really good. And then yesterday we had a, had a rehearsal in a new space that we haven't been in together. And yeah, man, we just absolutely nailed it in the sense of, 
uh, working together, the makes we were creating and devising, and it was just a really nice flow in the room, uh, which, uh, it, 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 as I'm, I think, I believe I've mentioned before, we are devising the show, making the show from scratch. So, it, it it's 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 it feels like it's going to happen. You know, uh, we are under the time crunch of getting it done and everything like that, but it really feels like it's moving and we're going to get somewhere with it. Um, just with all of our roles and what we're bringing to the table and our ideas, it's it's really fun. It's really cool. So I'm really excited for that. And yeah, I mean, I go back to work and work a few shifts over tomorrow and Saturday. So yeah, it's all it's all going. It's all going. But uh, no no flooding for me up here. So definitely not feeling that but I was very happy actually the rain over the weekend delayed my flight for an hour and like 15 minutes an hour 20 or so on Sunday and it was really annoying because I got to the airport early so I was at the airport for even longer because of the rain so look first world problems wasn't that bad I got home that's all that matters Um, but yes I can understand the rain down in Wellington and what's going on it's not not a fun time, uh, but to answer your question, I'm I'm well, I'm very good, thank you. Nice, um, great to hear it. And yeah, stoked that you had a nice nice break. It already feels like it was weeks ago that weeks I ago? saw yeah. you last. I feel <laughs> yeah, like the totally last agree. week has put five years on me. And <laughs> you know, last honestly, last Thursday feels like a month ago. Yeah, man, hard. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what, <laughs> what did we do? What life was like last Thursday? Um, no, but stoked that you obviously came down and from from all indications had a good trip. I certainly yeah, enjoyed enjoyed hanging out with you and having yes. you down here. Um, yes, yeah, so much so that I've already booked my flights back up to Auckland. Eey, uh, that's for, what I like to hear for late August. So yeah, yep. Matt and mm-hmm. I we're doing our thing of of a. Uh, Every every couple of month in person podcast. Don't say yeah. that we're not splashing more money on this this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just it was just it was just a weekend. And yeah. I should say, you know, in comparison to some of the the people in Westport and other parts of New Zealand who have you know completely lost their houses. You know, I, th- I think I was listening that there were something like eighteen hundred houses with damage, uh, and at least you know, a couple of hundreds that were yellow stickered and there's like 60 houses, which was never be lived in again. Like it definitely could be worse. Mm. There are definitely people who the rain affected far more than us on Saturday, but you can only live within your own sphere of, of being affected. And yeah, so Saturday morning, I mean, I'll try and tell the story as condensed as possible because to be <laughs> honest, I'm kind of sick of telling it, but also yeah, I feel like <laughs> I want to share it with the people. Inform the um, people. So a few months ago, we we had an occasion of water coming into our house. Now, when we had viewed the flat, I think I mentioned on the show previously, the previous tenants, I knew one of them from school. And so he was really candid about the good things about the flat. He was really upfront about being like, look, the lounge, which is a concrete slab, last winter, this was the guy speaking to me, water came up a few times, it wasn't that bad, chucked a couple of towels down, just a bit annoying, but they'd knocked the rent of the property down, um, the landlords, the previous landlords had because of it, and he was sort of like, yeah, you just put up with it, and it's worth it for the rest of the year, and the price, and the the quality of the house, Um, and so a few months ago, there was a day where I came home from work at about three o'clock, and this was the week where there was heaps of flooding down Canterbury in particular mm, mm. and so I came home at three o'clock and just immediately went oh 
something's not right here, stepped in the door. The lounge was probably, you know, anywhere from half a centimeter to a centimeter underwater. Um, not as bad as it could have been. Um, you know, water soaked up by the rug, etc., etc. Anyway, basically we thought it was these two cracks. And so we silicon them up. Cool. We thought that would be fine. Hopefully there's not that much rain. I knew it was going to be really bad on Saturday. So I had a terrible night's sleep on Friday thinking about the floors. Got up for work at um, 9 o'clock or just before 9 and sort of checked the towels that I put down on the cracks and was, you know, they're dry, they're dry, they're fine. And then I knelt down you know, seconds before going out the door to check one of the towels and my left knee sort of went into a puddle <laughs> of water that was not where the towels were. So... First, long story short, cracks, complete red herring, water not coming from them at all. <laughs> they were coming from one of the walls on the property where like the wall meets the ground. So, text the landlords, hey, this is a problem, yeah, 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 um, nine o'clock in the morning, any chance you guys can come round, went outside, masses of water outside, like pooling and puddles of two to three centimetres around the property. Texted work and I was like, oh, it might be 9.30 rather than nine o'clock obviously <laughs> didn't end up going to work and over the next three and a half hours was outside basically digging a trench in our garden because the drain that is meant to take all the water out of our property was doing nothing just i don't know anything about drain laying or water or anything but clearly when they put the the water systems in for this house in 2016 2017 they did a terrible job because water was just pooling and going nowhere so three and a half hours outside in the rain, um, like the most I've ever wielded a spade or I could, <laughs> or a hammer in my life. Um, I mean, I might've enjoyed it if it wasn't pissing down with the rain yeah, so much yeah, and yeah. it potentially flooding your house. So that was one whole thing. But then all of that water wasn't re- like, wasn't responsible for why water was coming to the house because we could hear in the wall inside water trickling down and if water had been coming up from the ground you wouldn't hear it um and some hours later we sort of realized that where the chorus fiber box on the wall was was where the water was coming in and so from that we then sort of tried to track up the rest of the property where the pipes were coming in and it turned out that there were a couple of pipes sort of surrounding the fiber cable that at the other end like not the one in our wall were just completely open just in the ground just letting water go in there um and i mean i don't want to dive into the stereotype of tradies doing crap jobs and and slacking but in this particular instance of whoever Mm. put that chorus cable in did a terrible job and it's completely their fault um also should say i feel bad for the landlords because they you know bought the property and this was not disclosed to them and so you know they're trying to be as helpful as possible and so we thought on Saturday and Sunday we'd solve the issue by silicon, putting liquid silicon in the inside of the pipes, you know, the ones in the wall, and also sealing up the ones outside. But what we found only an hour ago is that we didn't actually find the source of two of the four pipes in the wall. And those are the ones that are currently, as I speak, are spurting water back into our property. So, yeah, Saturday was a day that continued into Sunday. I mean, Saturday was just one of those days where I, I don't remember like what I would have done, what I was meant to be doing, mm, like just mm, truly mm, a day mm. lost. And I don't think that happens that often. You know, maybe if a, you know, you find out that someone you know close to you has, has died and you sort of, you don't do anything that you were meant to do. You know, yeah, it's just one yeah, of those yeah. days where anything that was planned 
didn't happen. And to be honest with you, I, f- I don't really feel like I've kind of caught up on the tiredness from the weekend. Like I just mm. feel exhausted today. And the thing is, it's been raining overnight the last few days. And so the rain wakes me up and then I don't go back to sleep because I'm worried about the water oh, rather no. than being loud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that has been my last few days um, dealing with water. And as I said, it could be way worse. You know, it could be knee-high water and everything in the lounge is kind of off the ground anyway. And because it is concrete, you can kind of towel it up and then it's mm-hmm. fine. You know, you were saying to me that uh, one of your friends who you were staying with um, – on Saturday had water coming in in yeah. carpet areas and that's way worse than concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah, yeah, that was... Not fun. Uh, nah, man, it's not. That, that was crazy. I, um, I, yeah, so I was, yeah, I was at my mate's RJ's place out in Johnsonville, uh, same day, Wednesday. I was very hungover. I went out Friday night, very hungover. And so I decided to go up to RJ's room and have a, have a nap on his bed because everyone was down in the lounge. And so I went upstairs, had a nap, and he was playing video games and all of that. And then at one point, I woke up. He wasn't there anymore, so I went back to sleep. And he came back in, and he's like, oh, yeah, we've just had a flood downstairs. I was like, what? Kind of didn't really take it in and went back for, into my nap. And then I checked his Instagram, and there were, he put videos of, of his downstairs. And he wasn't kidding when there was a flood coming through. I went downstairs, and his whole bottom floor, which is... Thankfully, half of it is lino, uh, is just soaking wet. And apparently it had pulled up at the outside at the front door, had come through underneath the front door into the lino area. Um, and then it wasn't until a few hours later that I had accidentally dropped something behind the couch that I was sleeping on. So I had to go grab it. And as soon as I put my foot on the other side of the couch, I heard just a like a squelch of water which they didn't realize and I, I I went and got them and I was like hey guys <laughs> there was water behind the couch so they had to pull the couch the dehumidifiers out the heaters were going uh yeah crazy absolutely crazy um I I was sleeping there obviously so I had to turn the dehumidifier off overnight because I didn't want to dehydrate while I was sleeping mm. and then woke up put it straight back on for them again so yeah not fun water's not fun <laughs> yeah very sort of topical week i mean if if the rain hadn't happened to be honest i think one of the things we might have talked about would have been the the farmers protest last week and it's mm. interesting how all this this stuff relates you know lots of the land in westport is farmland that's been yeah. flooded and yeah. you know people scientists saying well we need to stop having anything near rivers because it's just going to keep happening and you know mm. the farmers say well the reason we're here is it's fertile land and it means we get more from less and it all sort of it all feeds into into each other at the moment and you know i feel like when i think about houses from a like an architecture perspective i always just go oh well will it stand up in an earthquake you know is everything supporting everything but water is i guess also high on the list is you know it's intrusive well it's houses are built to keep us warm and dry and if water's coming in fundamentally it's not doing that it's not warm or dry (laughs) not warm or dry um (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but to to put a cap on that, really not a fun weekend. I'm sure it was mm. even less fun for other people. Um, and just one of those things that you kind of wake up on a morning and don't expect to have to deal with, and then it's just uh, the tail of it is, is really long. So, yeah, that's why we're not having a beer today. Yeah, no, totally. it's not a, oh, I have a beer and, you know, just because it's been a hard couple of days, it's more just like, <laughs> nah, it's not a cup of tea. Nah, so, Cup yeah. of tea, cup and, of tea. And, and I, I wanted to say something to that as well. I mean, you said it right at the top. 
but um, I, I'm totally there with you as well, you know, with uh, with our drinking culture and everything like that. If yeah, just because we have in, uh, integrated beers into our podcast and, and this part of our show, um, doesn't mean that we can't have a break with that as well. So yeah, all there for the res- responsible drinking and it not being a, it's not a chore. So we do it when we when we want to and when we feel like it. So all yeah, there absolutely. for it. Absolutely. All there for it. Sorry, I'm just. Uh cleaning the water out of my phone case oh did you spill your water no i was using it as a torch to try and see where the uh the pipes were coming from earlier oh and so torch do you have a torch in your apartment uh you know what no i don't funny Mm. that eh? yeah well that's the thing isn't it well that's our phones are calculators torches you know i'm sure i could turn it into a swiss army knife if i wanted to oh yeah absolutely (laughs) God. I've seen some of those cases actually. What they have Swiss Army knives? In yeah, them. well, they have like little tools built into the case. I have never seen one of those. Yeah, I own a couple of Swiss Army knives, and even then, Ooh. I still don't use them. <laughs> I mean, maybe we need to find an excuse for you to start using them. Well, the thing is, that I, you know, why? I, I think it's because they're so multi-purpose that if you ever need one of the things on it your brain doesn't say, hey, use your Swiss Army knife because your brain doesn't associate the specific tool that you need with the Swiss Army knife. True, true. You know, in my head, I'm not going, anytime I need a small knife or a small uh, corkscrew or a small screwdriver, (laughs) use a Swiss Army knife. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're so right. (laughs) Swiss Army knives need to just be single tool and then not a Swiss Army knife at all. (laughs) Anyway. Anywho. I do have a question for you this week. Oh, yes. sorry. It's just so happening. Oh my God. Siri just uh, what, spoke what up. What are you doing? Well, I'm trying to put the phone back in the case now. And, <laughs> Siri um, had something to say. Yeah, Google was trying to fire up. Um, I have a question for you this week. And my question is quite different than anything we've done before, I think. It's not a would you rather. Mm-hmm. It's not a sort of a philosophical question. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, let's kind of work this out together and, and what Ooh. do we think? I like um, it. I'm not sure if uh, I'm going to preface this with a another question that is not the question. Uh, <laughs> allow me to continue my messy intro. Um, I've always been fascinated by the question, how much money cumulatively do you think all the items in a single supermarket are worth? Now, this Ooh. isn't my question, yep. but that question has mm-hmm. always interested me. Like if you added up the cost of every single thing in a supermarket, is it like a million dollars? It is. Is it? 200,000 is it like a hundred million because there's a lot like a lot of stuff in a yeah. supermarket yeah and there are more things that are quite expensive per item than i think we think of you know like razor blades and yeah true you know most of the time we think of singular food items and if you do a 50 dollar shop or a 70 dollar shop or a 100 dollar shop but it's probably lots of stuff in a supermarket that's just a hundred dollars by itself mm. expensive bottles of wine etc so I, i'm quite interested by what a supermarket will get you but my question today is (laughs) if you were given one supermarket and i'll give you a supermarket of your or maybe not of your choice let's say let's say schaefer's new world in wellington yes yeah uh if you're not from wellington schaefer's new world i would say is a standard large new world supermarket similar to countdown Newtown, like it's a it's a it's a big supermarket there are probably mm. bigger ones i imagine especially in auckland yeah um but it's not a metro it's not a you know 
small aisled one. I'd say there's probably close to 10 aisles in the middle, plus the sort of meat section, plus the sort of wine section, the alcohol section, and the the sort of dairy area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And if you're not from New Zealand, I would just describe it as sort of a normal medium large supermarket your standard sort of full-size sainsbury's or tesco's if you're uh, in the uk uh if you're in america i'd say maybe like a ralph's um but yeah so your your medium large size supermarket if you were given one it's yours okay how long do you think you could last just eating from that supermarket put it in the apocalypse setting if you want to so you have your place of residence (laughs) yeah say it's my house you Mm -hmm. live in wellington and the supermarket and you can commute to and from but you can't get food or drink from anywhere else and you are confined to the storage of that supermarket and your house so Mm. obviously some things are going to go off some things aren't going to go off but if you want to take all the frozen peas out of the freezer and put some uh, lamb mints in there instead, you're welcome to swap things in and out. Mm -hmm. You know, you can use the supermarket how you want and you can store things at your house how you want. But how long do you think a standard large supermarket would be able to feed you for? I just want to hear you're working. I haven't thought about a time myself. I thought we could work through it together. Cool. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I think you're right in the sense of like shelf expiry, right? Mm-hmm. So if, uh, I, I take it, I'm not allowed to stock this supermarket anymore. What's in the supermarket is what I have. Yeah. Like and I'm, I'm not also... getting, I'm not getting deliveries and correct new stuff. Yeah, correct. Exactly. And I'll yeah. also say, I won't, let's not bother going into the hypothetical of how much extra storage a new world has out the back. Cause unless you've been out in the back, I haven't, no idea. have no idea what they've got. No. So we're just working with what's on the floor. Okay, cool. Nice. Um, so the first thing that I would do is, I mean, man, it's a lot to go through by yourself, but honestly, all the perishables, sweet, leave it cans, all of that kind of stuff. It's good. It'll last. Yeah. Um, non-perishable, non-perishables, that's right. Non-perishable yeah. items, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then probably the first thing that I would do is grab f- fresh ingredients and meat ingredients, uh, take them home and cook them into meals. Mm, uh, meal by using By using the containers that are in the supermarket, nice. meal prep, and then take them back to the supermarket and put them in the freezers. Oh, you're a smart cookie. So then that way you've that. got meal prep stuff. You've used the fresh ingredients that are obviously going to go off at some point. There's no point you just taking what you need for the week because all of the other stuff's going to go off. So prep it, have meal prep, have all of the fresh stuff and meat ready to go that you can pull back. And then that way, I mean, that stuff will obviously only, depending on how much you cook and how fast and well you do it, I reckon those meal preps could probably last you maybe i don't know anywhere from two to three months depends on how many meals you cook right oh, it's hard man, to tell way more than that surely it's, but yeah i guess so it's hard to I mean, tell think i mean think of the we're... meat section at, at new world there's True. probably it's a lot of meat <laughs> like if you were to just look at say beef mints yeah there must be on display in a new world like 10 kgs of beef mints maybe yeah, 20 true. if you think yeah. like 500 grams is the standard and there's probably normally like at least 20 out. 
Yeah, true. So there's, if we think there's like, oh, I don't know, 500 kg of meat, like that sounds like a lot, but I don't think yeah. it is. Yeah, it's an, uh, yeah. As, as, in, make- as in, it sounds like that's too much, like a supermarket wouldn't have that. But yeah. I mean, if you imagine if you put every single bit of meat or fish, anything that's an animal product all in on a scale, it must be truckloads. No, you're 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 very right. I, I I'm pretty sure you're very right. Um, now, whether you could meal prep and cook all of those in any amount of time, I'm less sure. I mean, I guess you could put some of that. Well, you in put all the freezers, in the freezers, right? Yeah, but yeah, but you totally then have to probably take some of the stuff out of the freezers. So you're sacrificing some amount of food because there's yep. not so much excess freezer space in a supermarket that you can you know, put your meat in. I mean, do you just sacrifice something like ice cream? You just decide yeah, well, the whole yeah. ice cream section is gone because it gives me nothing nutrient-wise and you just yeah. purely use ice cream space as yeah, yeah. I, space. I, I feel like you would keep some things that would be like treats, right? I think, in a, uh, thinking back to an apocalypse settings, you would also have to, like, make sure you ration as well. Mm-hmm. So if, if we're going off the basis that, yeah, you can put things into the freezer, non-perishable items are good for... for ages and you're doing maybe meal preps or whatever righty righty rah then if you ration all that stuff i re- yeah i reckon i mean are you t- I, i'm the only one for this yeah like i'm yep. the only one with the supermarket yeah i reckon i could make it last freaking phew, uh I, I mean at least a year or two right if you're doing it right i think so and the thing it's is, hard li- to like, liquid is more important than food, right? True. You know, you can last in a desert without food for a week or whatever, but yep. you can only last without water for three days or something. Mm. Mm. The amount of liquid in a supermarket is probably quite a lot. And I'm going to say you can't use, like, a tap for water. You're just consuming. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Well, you would definitely maybe run out of water cha- at some point. Maybe that changes. No, because you, you need you need water to cook, don't you? Okay, well, I'll ch- I'll, I guess I'll change that then. More my point was, you know, if you think of all the beer and all the wine and all the cider and all the soft drink and all the juice and all the bottled water, and like that is probably enough to last you, I would say, at least a couple of years. And if that's more important than food, you know, in the sense that that's actually what you need to... Like, you could... We could... consume less food than we do now and still be Mm -hmm. fine yep yeah i reckon at least a couple of years if not you know maybe it stretches up to five i don't know how many how much of a percentage of a supermarket are we losing within a year basically all your dairy right because even if you froze Mm. it you know you're losing I guess you can, you can, you know, mum and dad were doing this during lockdown, you can freeze milk and then thaw it, but there's not that much freezer space in the supermarket, so you're going to have to pick yeah. and you choose, choose your battles. Um, you know, if a, uh, how long can you last before getting into any tinned food and then how much volume of a tinned food is there? I mean, I'm not looking for a, I'm not looking no, for us to crunch no, no, numbers but specifically, it's, but... It's very interesting, just that that kind of concept of it. I mean, but I think that's just like it, the water is an interesting thing because you will need water to cook mm. food. You well, know, I did say you can go back to your house. Maybe that complicates things. Maybe it's have, maybe I've set there. maybe I've set a tarp. If we're living in Wellington, I've set a tarpaulin outside that's slowly collecting rainwater. Mm. 
I always love this part of books, you know, like the <laughs> film from like Zombieland or I've read some, you know, young adult fiction that's apocalyptic and it's all about, you know, finding a supermarket or someone yeah, that yeah, has yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But if you can't grow your own food, you know, no one's growing it for you. You know, what is a supermarket worth to you? And again, mm. I say the mm. interest comes from the question of what, you know, how much is a supermarket worth? Have you walked into a supermarket <laughs> and said, you know, I'll buy it. How much money would you need? Because we just go in, we buy, you know, $10 worth of stuff Bits or $50 worth of Bits stuff. And, and then how many people were there at once? And also, how long would the toilet paper last? You know, are you running out of toilet paper before you're running out of food? Nah, there's a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, that's what I would think. Right? There's a it's lot of toilet paper. There's like a only... whole row of toilet paper. Mm. Wow. If we're not on level <laughs> yeah, three or four, level four and people yeah. haven't been idiots. Um, <laughs> yeah, put that out to the to you, the listener. Flick us a message. Let us know, like, what would your... I think your meal prepping technique is very, very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and there really are two two things at stake, aren't there? There's that how do you maximize what you have yep. and try and waste as little as possible? And then if you can say, well, we'll waste nothing... I have the ability to save everything, then how long would you last from all that stuff? Mm. I encourage you, next time you're in a supermarket, both you, Matt, and the listener, you know, have a look around the supermarket. <laughs> See how long you think it lasts. Ask, yes. your friendly, yeah. ask your friendly shelf stacker, hey, man, or, I don't know, like, could... <laughs> I feel you... bad because I, I was going to say, hey, man. And then I was like, oh, hey, girl. And just, but we don't say that, do we? Man is sort of almost uh, across, across gender. Anyway. Hey, human. Address, hey, human. Address your, your fellow uh, shelf stacker and say, excuse me, uh, other being. How long could all the food in your supermarket last me? Just see what they say. It'd be great if they had a straight up answer for you yeah, as well. They learned that in training. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> I am ready for the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're right about the apocalypse, man. Honestly, just a quick point. Uh, straight to the supermarket and then straight to a Bunnings. Mm, what are you buying Bunn- from Bunnings? A spade, uh, a pitchfork, uh, <laughs> things to protect myself with. Just things to be able to do all your projects. <laughs> exactly, all the wood and metal work, and no, uh, but really, yeah, it was just you know, may, maybe go get some fertilizer and get ready to start. You know, oh, though if I went to a supermarket, won't last forever though. Anyway, I could talk about this forever. It's very interesting conversation because our show that we're creating is based off the fact that a po- an apocalypse has oh, happened. Yeah. So hey, man, if you want to put that into your show and you want that to be a conversation, I'm happy to give the creative rights over to you and nice. I look forward to hearing okay, cool. that be I, the, the head I, of the show. And I'll I, be I will smuggers. do a special mentions for you in the, uh, in the pamphlets. Special thanks to James and New World Wellington. That is a classic, like, sitting round bored one evening. Hey, how long do you reckon this could... I'll let you run with it, bro. It's all no, yours. True. Look, we might never solve it, but nevertheless, good choice. Good question. Good yeah, question. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know how I, how or when or why that came into my head, but I thought, you know, this is a bit different than what we've done before. It's not a not yeah, philosophical yeah, 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 yeah. thing. It's not like, you know, it's not, would you rather? It was just, how much did we reckon we have access to? Mm, um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, as my, I said, flick yeah. us a message if, you, if you've if got a, 
a hot take on numbers. I know some people like to really think about the apocalypse, so someone might have already done the maths for us. Oh, definitely. Definitely. To, to move on. To move um, on. What are you watching? What are you listening? What are you watching? What are you What are you doing at the moment? <laughs> no, no, you you go me, for it. Me, me, fit, me first. I think you first. I, uh, I look. I, I may have had a little conversation about this with you while I was down on Welly and what I was going to start watching when I got home, but uh, I have started, or I am actually quite the way through. Well, I actually I don't know how many episodes there are, uh, but I started Love Island. Oh yeah, yeah. I started Love Island uh, season seven. I went straight to season seven because that's what everyone's talking about at the moment. So, haven't watched six straight to seven, uh, and I'm addicted, man. I'm addicted. It's so funny. Like, you know, you start watching it and you're kind of like, oh, this is like, you know, why does it have to be done this way? Right, right, yeah. And then you get a few episodes in, and I'm like, nah, they're terrible together. Yeah, I can see that that's happening. You get a few more episodes, you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really like those two together. And it's it's really it's really interesting the kind of like just the sociology and psychology behind it as well in these reality you know dating TV shows, uh, especially with concepts of like Love Island and Too Hot to Handle and things like that. It's it's you know you're relying very heavily on um, like you know sexual tension and things like that. You know. But it's a that's a big thing for a lot of people in finding a partner and all of that. Um, so it, it is it is it is very interesting. But it it also restores a little bit of faith and hope in me. And when some people are like very grown up about situations, yeah. and it's not all for the reality TV and the drama of it all. You can really when people really start to open up, you're like, oh you are a good human kind of thing, which restores a little bit of faith in humanity for me when it comes to shows like this. So yeah, it, it has its moments. I, it's obviously, you know, it's a TV drama reality, so it's all hyped up and everything, but I am very invested. I, I think I'm 12, 13 episodes deep on season seven. Oh, so, nice. You're catching up. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running through it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's um, almost like a sports community in the sense that we'll finish an episode and we'll go straight on Reddit and Instagram and stuff and see what other people think of what's going on and you'll agree <laughs> with some people and you'll disagree with some people in the same way that, you know, a sports team will go, oh, we need to bench this player and this player's <laughs> yeah, been playing yeah. well. You know, people are like, this person needs to be off the show and this person is playing up. And then some people were like, well, the producers are editing it this way. So, you know, are they getting a, a tough mm. end of the stick? And mm. yeah, look, I'm glad, I'm glad you're in on it because, <laughs> hey, once you're on, yeah, you're on the tr- you're on the train. And I on. should say, I've only seen, I only saw the second half of season six and this season. Like I haven't been watching it for ages. And actually, last night, Fran and I were contemplating going back and watching one of the old seasons, which, from what I've heard, were far more chaotic. Like they used to be, you know, they people used to contestants used to be able to smoke and there was a lot more sex that happened in the house and it was just way more Mm. chaotic generally Mm. and they've toned Mm. it back uh a little bit but yeah we never ever get tired of watching human drama particularly (laughs) when it is romance based even if you think and i should say like i know for a fact even just from season six that some couples do stay together on the outside but even Mm. if you know Mm. that no one is in there for the right reasons even if they told us that it wouldn't stop us watching because we just yeah, like true. watching people interact with each other with a camera rolling yeah yeah it's weird right 
Mm-hmm. They, but they they call what they call the social experiments, right? Yeah. But I find them very interesting. These social experiments. Oh, I'm look. I'm so glad you're you're in on it because yep. this might turn into a Love Island podcast real fast. Um, <laughs> is that is that the main the main thing that you've dived into since no. last week? So I also watched something last night, and this came off the recommendation of a few people and Netflix itself. Uh, but we were at rehearsal last night, and um, everyone told me that I have to watch this, so I did. Um, and that's inside Bo Burnham. Oh man, it's I've when I say I've been meaning to watch it, it's been on my notes on my phone that I'm fast becoming really reliant on to like do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and it's been on there for weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I have seen it thrown my way. Um, look, Bo Burnham, I I knew a little about a little bit about him um, before he um, you know took a step back from comedy and all of that for a while and then um yeah inside is basically another netflix special of his that he decided to start last year during lockdown and everything that was happening and yeah yeah he created the special called inside which is basically just his comedy all filmed edited directed performed all by himself um and it's set just in his studio room uh it's it's bo burnham at least from what I know of what I've seen for Bo Burnham. Um, but it's actually really brilliant. Like the, what he's been able to do by himself. Um, and obviously if you watch it, like he, he really does drive himself mad and the thing itself is just mad. Um, but I was actually able to take quite a lot away from it in the, in a technical point of view, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's some of his sketches, sketches is just so absurd, but so funny. Um, so I'm definitely going to try and catch up with the rest of his specials because I did enjoy it. Nice. I'm going to write it down on my <laughs> podcast page in the nice. hope that it will, uh, continue to be on my list. You know, I think it might've, I think it might've been kicked off. So I'm also, <gasps> while I talk, going to go on my phone, put it back on, <laughs> watch Bo. Because <laughs> you're right, a lot of people have recommended it to me, yeah. and uh, I mean, I've been fascinated in Bo Burnham's work since seeing uh, Promising Young Woman, which I once again encourage you to watch because yes. he is in it, and I will say nothing more. Uh, but you will enjoy uh, engaging with his role within that story. I think even more having seen inside. Cool. Um, yeah, can't say anything more. Can't no, say anything more. But I still haven't. More. I still haven't watched. Um, What's it called? I can't even remember. What was the film that won the Oscar? Nomadland. Nomadland. I was thinking Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Nope, that's a festival. Zombieland. Nope. Nope, that's, that's another movie. That's Twinkies. another movie. Oh, nice. Um, two very, very different recommendations for two people. But hey. very different. Both. Well, one I can advocate and one I must admit I'm on the list of people that need to go and watch the thing. Nice, nice. Um, I haven't actually really watched anything new in the last week. I think the... All the madness of, of life has sort of minimized the amount of free time to start any kind of new shows. I'm still chugging along with other things I've mentioned. So instead of talking about what am I watching this week, I wanted to mention what am I consuming um, that isn't on a screen. Uh, I'm reading a book at the moment, which was quite sort of topical a few years ago and was very big in, um, in I guess, like popular circles of books you know there's sort of a few books that come out every year that people 
like, oh yeah, let's, you know, everyone is reading this. Like one of them was like the secret art of not giving a fuck or, mm. you know, anyway, the book that I'm reading at the moment is called The Secret Barrister and it was written by a junior lawyer, a junior barrister in uh, the UK and it's just him talking about all the issues in the legal system in the UK and how f- how flawed it is. Um, and the legal system in the UK is quite different from here. Um, if you don't know, if you have no relations or friends or whatever that are involved in the law, one of the key things is here, uh, like when you pass the bar, like Fran, you become a solicitor and a barrister. Mm. Solicitors are people that sort of aren't in court. You know, to put it like really basically that people like do the research and inform the cases and the barristers are the people that in court sort of more down your and my alley yep uh, but in the uk you choose to become one so you are not both of them um uh. so the, i know for starters the system there is different you know it's not talking about the law internationally it's about the uk specifically but man it's been really fascinating to learn a little bit about how broken the uk's legal system is and all the ways that and justice can happen in terms of, you know, people getting denied bail and people that become magistrate judges, which is kind of like junior courts that have no legal training. And it's just people that sort of essentially volunteer and the tests that they pass to become magistrate judges have nothing to do with their critical abilities. It's just like, are you philan- philanth- philanthrop- what? philanthropist? Well, you are a philanthropist. Philanthropic, I think is the word. Anyway, like you might be a really good vet or a really good scientist and you can become a magistrate judge because everyone's like, oh, you're the top of your field. But then they're in charge of sentencing people, you know, for minor petty crimes, but still in charge of finding them guilty or not guilty, even though they have no legal training. It's mad. Uh It's mad. I can see why people, when this book came out, were like, oh my God, our legal system's broken. But that's what I've been reading at the moment. And yeah, if you've ever had any interest in, I guess, learning a little bit more about the law, and I stress again, it's the UK system, but I imagine there's a lot of carryover to here in terms of, you know, underfunding, miscarriage of justice, that sort of stuff, highly recommend. And it's a really easy read, the person writing it. It's not full of jargon. And when it is full of jargon, they're like, I've done my best to explain this. I know I've done a crap job type of thing. <laughs> um, and then another thing that I'm listening to is a new-ish podcast, um, which I wanted to shout out because I think it's quite similar to ours. I'm sure they don't need a shout out because they're, well, famous people, but uh, Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd, best known for their work as uh, Mary and Pippin in the Lord of the Rings uh, film franchise, have a podcast called The Friendship Onion. I haven't actually... <laughs> I don't think they've explained why it's called that in the episodes I've listened to, but why I wanted to mention it uh, is not necessarily to encourage people to listen to it. I mean, by all means, if you if you have a relationship with Lord of the Rings, you might enjoy it. But as I said to you a, f- a few weeks ago, I think it's funny listening to their show and seeing how similar it is to ours. Yeah, yeah. A couple yeah, yeah. of mates talking. They talk a lot about the arts. They every episode they try some kind of food and review it. They have quizzes and stuff, and I'm like they stole our show no um but yeah it's funny just seeing two people who are really well known for something in the arts industry doing kind of exactly the same show filled with all sorts of different stuff as us but but yeah when i listened to that first sort of 50 minute episode i was like hmm, i recognize lots of things there um (laughs) but yeah if you do like lord of the rings uh they're they're great and obviously they 
I talk about all sorts of behind the scenes stuff that happened mm. as well as mm. the general chat. But uh, yeah, Secret Barrister, good book, and The Friendship Onion, uh, nice. a podcast available on most most places. Um, That's great. What's yeah. Some, re- some new recommendations in the old what are you watching, doing, slash listening put it in your brain what are you what are you putting in your brain hey, maybe that's a better what are you putting in your thing. brain yeah mm. what are you putting in your brain um <laughs> hey we don't we can't wrap up this episode with a final thoughts on the the beers because we didn't have one no, i can tell you about my tea yes um, how's your tea not quite enough milk and oh. uh well not quite enough oat milk i usually have soy milk in my tea mum mm-hmm. has oat sort of changes the the flavor a little bit I gave it a sort of a seven, a seven point one out of oh, ten. Still um, an okay tea. I still an okay tea, and I was happy to have it. That's the sound of the dog who's joined me dogger. as well as the cat. Martha. Nothing, nothing. Mm, um, nothing. I would ask you uh, about your tea, but uh, we we know you you, you doth not I, tea. I, I no, I doth tea. I just don't tea with milk. Oh yeah, but that's a whole. That's a whole nother thing we don't can dive start. down some other don't time. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> but we will. Um, oh, yeah. we will. Oh, we will. We will. Um, but yes, as you said, a no no brulette. But um, surprisingly, this episode has still gone on just just amount of time as what mm. we would if we did have mm. that segment in here. So we still had plenty to talk about. Yeah, we'll be back with brulette next week. I think the kitty's at forty eight dollars. Will it go across the $50 threshold or will, after an extra week off for us to really, you know, get in the zone with each other, will we Will we maybe make it happen? We could. We better. Who knows? You'll have to listen to next week to find out. <laughs> um, thanks for this, bro. Sorry Thank that you. we didn't have a beer. But no, you know don't what? you be sorry. That's okay. That's yep. okay. Yes, it is. And uh, to everyone out there listening, uh, this will be posted on Friday or Thursday night as usual. And of course, don't forget our next episode, uh, season three, episode two, will be coming out on uh, Monday. And that episode, as a little spoiler, will be all around. Matt, do you want to give the spoiler away? Smoking. Smoking. That's all we've... That's all we've got for you in terms of a spoiler. Um, Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Reach out to us if you have any specific thoughts on how you would tackle the great supermarket apocalypse problem. (laughs) Um, Matt, thank you for that. And uh, I guess all that's left to be said is we'll see you next time. Peace!